One Word is a production of BFAC On Air. Welcome back, everyone, to One Word. <laughs> that, was, that, was so just, much. that was so delightful. Uh, I am uh, Dominic, and I'm going to introduce you here to three of my co-hosts. I'm Jenna. I'm Zoe. And I'm Chloe. And we also have with us today a very special guest. We have Chris Owen, everyone. Woo-hoo. Say hello. Thank you. Welcome. So happy to be here. Thank you so much. No, thank you for being here. It was really insightful to have Chris here, we talk about music and how music uh, can, the, the choices in music, the the opposites in music, there's things within music that can make us feel haunted. And it was really intriguing. I specifically uh, loved the Devil's Interval, and I'm going to remember that forever. And I am going to scare my children with Devil's <laughs> oh, Interval. Yeah. It works all the time. Dominic's just going to get a little keyboard and walk around with it. Yeah, it's going to be attached to my waist. <laughs> and I'll, it'll have a, a, a neck thing, and yeah. I'll just be there. And I, You know, I yeah. should just get a pad and just you press should. a button, and the Devil's Interval will play. Yeah. Although, I don't know, my children would probably tell you that me opening my mouth is the devil's interval. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there are great ghost stories in here. Mm-hmm. And, and Chris was kind enough to put his fingers to the ivories and yes. underscore. I put him on the spot. It was fun. And it was I, fabulous. I, I asked him to underscore uh, Zoe's ghost story that she mm-hmm. shared with us now. That was a tr- that was real, Zoe. Yes, it was a real story. Uh, it actually happened. Crazy. That's generally what real stories yeah. mean. That they they actually I just to clarify have. Clarify in case you didn't know, it <laughs> did happen. Wow, that's that is that is something freaky. Yeah, we we also we talk about today how sometimes haunting can be ex- internal or external. Yes. We, we often view it all as something outside, right? There's a ghost over there. You know, we also talk about how it's not always bad. Right. It's not always it's not always bad. It can take different forms and um, it can be educational. Yes. Which I still am reluctant about. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough pill to swallow. <laughs> you just, uh, you know what? You just need your life coach by your side. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and, and And they'll teach you everything you know. Okay. okay. Take you through the highs and lows. <laughs> be okay. Be okay. <laughs> you know, I... I don't think we should talk about the episode anymore. I think we should let these people hear uh, our next episode. And um, at the end of the episode, we'll let you know what next month's word is. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Without further ado, I just have one word for you. Haunt. Our word for the week being haunt is very appropriate for this time of year. I'm going to throw it right over to you, Jenna. You've got the definition. I do. Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is thrilling. Okay, so... Is it thrilling? It's thrilling. (laughs) Is it haunting? Yeah. Um, So the definition for haunting, the first definition, which I know Dominic will love, is... (laughs) 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 Is an act of haunting. Oh. Right? mm -hmm. The act of it. 
Uh, second definition, having qualities such as sadness or beauty that linger in the memory, mm. not easily forgotten. I really loved that definition of haunting. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that really brings, yeah, it brings a different perspective to the word haunting. Well, me. the word linger in there with haunt is, I don't know, linger is a very soft word. It's mm -hmm. not like forcibly there. It's just kind of hovering there. It's it just, lingering. It lingers. Yeah. Yeah. And then the first known use of the word haunting um, was in like the 1300s. Yeah. Um, which, again, I always, it's always fascinating to me thinking about when words were first used because in my head, words are just always around. Words are words. <laughs> words are words. Well, been around you know, people since. had to make words. In fact, writers, <laughs> part of their job, playwrights and, and writers, part of their job was to create words. Right, right? like Shakespeare. Shakespeare. He made up words. He, he had to make tons of words mm -hmm. up, right? Mm -hmm. and he put like words like bedroom together. Bed and yeah. room were never together until Shakespeare. Right. Uh, I know new words created every year. There's ev a, there every are. year Merriam-Webster comes out with the newest words that are Becoming more ubiquitous. I'm going to be honest. Know. I don't know any of those words and probably would use them all wrong. I would <laughs> tell you. Because, wow. <laughs> the new ones would be, whoo, right? It reminds me of that book I feel like everyone read in middle school called Frindle. Do you read <gasps> that in middle school, though? Yes. No. Yeah. It I, was about this kid whose teacher was like, you can't make up words. And he's like, yes, I can. I'm going to call this pen a Frindle and I'm going to make it all the way to the dictionary. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he yes. did. Yeah. He yes. made it all the there way to the go. dictionary. And his teacher did that on purpose to push him. Yeah. To yeah. keep going, like don't give up when somebody tells oh, you that's you can't. Yes. It's a great book. Friend that's great. Yeah. It moved me. Did we cut you off on, on the definitions no, there? No, 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 no. That was great. Yeah. Um, but do you want me to go into the etymology? Yeah, a little go, bit? Sure, okay. go So go. the etymology of it, and this comes from Etymonline. <laughs> that's a great name. <laughs> great. Yeah, right to the source. <laughs> The internet is always true. Yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a step above Wikipedia. Adam uh, Online said that, so again, circa 1300, um, place frequently visited and, you mm. know, comes from Middle English. And I thought place, place frequently frequent. visited also really yeah. just brought in God well, bless, bless you. you. Are you. you. Are you being haunted right now? My nose is being haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but place frequently visited, I thought that was an interesting way of putting it as well, which makes sense because that's, you know, that's kind of a, the connotation that you know, we You don't really now. think of that very right. often. A place being visited, I, that just sounds pleasant. Right. That's like, oh, how nice. Yes, <laughs> let's go visit. Well, right. there are nice ghosts. There are nice friendly ghosts. You know, I guess you're right. Yeah. I, I don't very, you don't very often think of haunting as friendly but i guess right. haunting is a revisiting by the spirit right, right? It's, very so neutral. It's, it's a very revisiting you yes. know we talked about shakespeare just seconds ago in, in the writing of words mm -hmm. so the first known time of the word haunt used uh, in the sense i think we may mostly get to know of it this time of year is in a midsummer night's dream in oh. 1590 Midsummer. My favorite Shakespeare play. Is it your favorite Shakespeare yes, it play? It was the I, thought, one I was in, in in high school. I thought you were going to say it was your. That's my favorite year. Fifteen ninety. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, it's just very interesting how the arts can shift and change that type of thing. If you just think about it, because a Midsummer Night's Dream. When you think about a show and sitting down and and watching something, maybe it's a movie, maybe it's a a, a stage play. 
you think about all of the things that go into something to kind of almost manipulate how you're feeling. So the 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 way it looks, the way perhaps it smells, um, because you know now one of the things that they do in theaters is they have scents that they put into these things and they can pump them out. Disney, Disney World, Land. they yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they pump them out from underneath to make you feel away. Mm-hmm. And of course, what you hear. The, the music that you hear, the, the underscoring, the sounds, all of those things are part of that kind of feeling. And that's why our, our special guest is here today, Chris Owen. Oh. Yeah, oh, hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, <laughs> So I, I just... That's how we greet people. That's how we... Hey, hey. Well, in fairness, he is... The, the, the first person that we have greeted. That so is how we wow. okay. So yeah. now just our the standard honor. precedent. I'm sitting <laughs> on a throne him. right now. Yeah. Yeah. It feels yeah. great. Yeah. What makes something more haunting to the ear or to make someone feel haunting with music than just regular twinkle, twinkle, little star? You, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, well, the answer is uh, in a lot of things that I think that you would do in the theater or a magician would do. And so there's a lot of misdirection that happens in music. And so I'm sitting here in front of a keyboard. And and so like the human ears are meant to hear things that generally sound happy. Oh, I feel so good right don't now. You, so don't, you, don't you? Don't yeah. you? Yeah. Or, or less, less happy. This is what you might hear in the soundtrack to walking into the haunted house that you went to. I'm not so happy. No, but, but there's also a, a wide variety of things in between. So a composer for anything, a movie, TV, a theatrical production, can use like a wide variety of misdirections. The, the science of music says these intervals are consonant meaning they are pleasing to the ear. Yeah. And then, you know, intervals that are right next to each other or high-pitched oh. don't sound as consonant. And so, yeah. like, that makes us uneasy. And so using all of those different things plus orchestration. I only have 61 right. keyboards yeah. here or 61 notes in front of me, but, you know, a composer would have a wide variety of ranges from the highest of high notes to the lowest of low notes. And so, like, using extreme lows and highs makes that diversity that just that, that cringe yeah and so um think about any jump scare you've ever seen mm-hmm. in a in a spooky movie or a scary which movie which you know lots about so <laughs> I, I am a wuss i do not like scary <laughs> movies at all I've seen one. It's the ring. I still have nightmares. That's a rough um, one to start with. Yeah. <laughs> like, anytime there's a circle, I'm like, I'm out. Um, so it's a good next. thing we're sitting in a rectangle. Yeah. Yes. I feel, I, yeah I, I feel symmetry makes me feel great. Um, so uh, a lot of times in scary movies, when they're on adjacent to what I'm at, you'll hear low notes that sustain. And I don't have a sustain pedal right now, but like this note will just sit here, and then like you'll hear. Like just a random, yeah. very loud. I don't want to turn up the keyboard because we'll all go deaf. But, so um, that's that, that's also more than just the 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 opposite of the high and the low. You're also talking about the opposite of the long and the short. Sure. And that interjection mm-hmm. and, and that and that combined with like um, startling imagery. Yeah. And a change of color or a change of um, timbre in sound. So mm-hmm. you might hear like a really ominous low. Um, tritone. Tritones are that interval. No one really likes it. Um, it, They say it's the devil's interval. 
Um, meaning like the church that would, would ban you to hell oh. if you, it, it's, it's sort of a wife, old wives tale, but like, let's, let's <laughs> pretend it's real. Yeah. Um, right. so, yeah. I mean, like that's the urban legend. Mm-hmm. And so they were famously not used in the church and church writing, which is where basically all music comes from. Well, not all music, but formalized music. Basically the, the, the two different things that happen at similar times in, in, the opposite of consonant consonants, which is dissonance, it makes it makes it stick out to us too. Right, like a shock to the system. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. There's also um, chords that are called suspensions mm. and, and things like that. So if you hear this minor chord, and all of a sudden I add that, it sounds a little bit more yeah. uneasy. Or if I can crunch it a little bit more, this diminished chord, and then you add, and you, and then you could hear it up high. It sounds completely different. It sounds like like Th- the killer just, is coming. That just you know? sounded like the killer is coming. Yeah, it's a so knife <laughs> in their hand. Actually, <laughs> this this whole thing's really interesting because I went to a haunted house last night, and it was so I'm a big haunted house fan. But I scary for me. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> Don't worry. This haunted house is a lot less like the actors jumping out at you. We really only saw maybe like. 10, 15 actors in like this hour long attraction. Um, But the entire time was you just walking through this trail and walking through this house and it was immersing you in this experience. So the music was very loud. It was very similar to this, but it also messed with all your other senses. And it was a lot of just like flashing lights and you had to walk in through this room with the walls moving. And I, it was it was really cool because it wasn't your traditional like Like the redirection. Is, you were, were yeah. just putting now redirection mm-hmm. of music in there with redirection of the moving walls and that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting. And um, someone mentioned Disney earlier and I... Uh, one of the original like haunted houses and like the entire haunted house chain started because of Disney. Really? Yeah. So during the Great Depression, Americans used haunted houses. So they called it haunted basements. They would decorate their garages and their basements, and it was oh. used to keep the kids off the street. Any basement can be like that. Like you don't even have to decorate just, it. Just, you don't even have. To. <laughs> just about the basement in Home Alone, just, where the, oh, oh, the furnace. Terrible. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> but like the the use of the garages in the basement, uh, it was so they kept the kids off the street because the pranks, like the egging of the houses and the teepees, it got so much that so much property was mm-hmm. um, being damaged. Right. And because it was haunted houses were mainly used for children, Disney adapted Haunted Mansion, which is still a hit ride um, at Disney World, Disneyland, like mm. all around the globe at all the Disney locations. I do love that ride. Yeah, it's it's, it's actually, my favorite. It is one of my oh my, favorite it's rides. just fantastic. It's my favorite. Wait, it so is, you get really haunted, fun. haunted mansion? That's fine. But like, it's it, that's like campy and little spooky. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> actors in the haunted mansion were always the best actors in all of Disney. I for, agree. For no, me. I agree. Yes. One absolutely made my mom jump and hit the ceiling. <laughs> just scared the pants <laughs> off her. It was wonderful when I was ten. <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so so Disney brought us the haunted mansion. Yeah. The because parents were bringing their kids there, it slowly started to adapt more into like an adult interest as well, which is why when you hear haunted house, you associate it with the big, scary actors jumping out at you type haunted house because it was just picked up through Disney. But Disney didn't start it, but he also essentially started it. Yeah, well, I mean, what, what, Disney what, started everything. Yeah, that's right. That's, where, that's, that's, where, that's where I'm going with it, there, right? <laughs> <laughs> So we've we've talked about haunted houses. Let's just back it up because I think one step 
before a haunted house is a, a haunted story or mm -hmm. a haunted tale that people would tell. And, uh, you know, whether it's around a campfire or parents to children, right? So what, what do we, what's the history of the haunted story or tale? Right. Well, I tend to have some information on that in the old noggin. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yep, good old yeah, noggin there. Was a beautiful 1590s language back again. <laughs> That's close to your favorite, My favorite year. year. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, people enjoy haunted stories and, and ghost stories and stuff for the same reason that they enjoy, like, thrill rides or haunted houses or haunted movies or, you know, any sort of, like, thrill activity or media because they're scary and, like, they're fun. You know what I mean? People enjoy that thrill because they're putting themselves in a place of danger without having to actually be in that place of danger. And they get to enjoy, like, the, the raised heart like rate. to me. <laughs> <laughs> you get to enjoy the raised heart rate and the feeling of danger without being in physical, actual danger. And ghost stories throughout history have been used. I mean, obviously, they're still stories, so they have different messages and morals and love, like bravery or friendship or, you know, whatever. But oh, they're how often wonderful. Used. Yes, yes, wonderful. Haunted bravery. <laughs> they're, I mean, like, sometimes they're still used to just, like, tell stories of friendship and stuff, but in the past, they've often been used as cautionary tales to children to kind of, like, scare them into mm. doing the right thing. Like, I have a note here about, like, a Seneca Native American story of, like, a fire-eating monster to stop children from going out at night. Like, oh, oh the fire-eating monster will eat you, you know? Yeah. So, don't want to do that. But um, ghost stories to children like that's also been an emotional strength training mm. thing because you know it lets them experience that fear and that danger and like that feeling of fear and it lets, lets them experience and learn how to handle those emotions yeah. without being in physical fear or danger and then they can kind of better handle those emotions out in the real world so what mm. you're telling me <laughs> is that i need to haunt my children yes absolutely. because it will make them stronger it'll make them absolutely. not do the things you don't want it to do and they'll be stronger so yes i should teach my children <laughs> yes through haunting yes. and uh, uh scary stories i mean that's why we have like goosebumps and stephen king oh i love yeah. goosebumps i feel like goosebumps i was great yeah. goosebumps yeah. was great i feel like i need if i go to a haunted house because i do not go to haunted houses <laughs> i would need a guide like one like you know who can talk me through it and say, <laughs> like, okay, a life, like a life coach, life coach. Right? coming <laughs> up to the right here house. will be the chainsaw man <laughs> <laughs> you're we're gonna work on bravery now <laughs> This is the lesson you will be learning as we go through this passage. Yeah. That's what I need. Uh -huh. yeah, Fascinating. Oh. Oh I just gosh. wait in the car. Be like, like, I'll see you afterwards. Like, I'm well, not learning nobody's lesson. Well, if, I, if I'm going to a haunted house or a haunted trail or something like that, I would fully anticipate I better be scared in some way. Though. Right. I mean. You would need to be scared. You want to be scared. You want, yes. No, yeah. No. Well, no. I'm gonna, I said if I go. I uh, don't go okay. to them very often. <laughs> I think the last one I went to was like 10 years ago, and my seven-year-old, oh boy, she would love going to a haunted house, I could tell you that. Oh boy. Oh boy, right? <laughs> yeah. So I got lots of those in my future, I think. But, but if you're paying someone to go through a haunted house, you would think what I am wanting to get is to be scared or thrilled, as, right, as right. Chloe mm -hmm. had said there, right? But no, you would like a life coach experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Support. Yes. Support. Oh, I keep my expectations pretty low for most things. Yes. <laughs> so, I think. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I no. That's all. I just don't want to be scared. Yeah. 
<laughs> I so we've been using we've been associating the word haunt a lot with like scary and like spooky mm-hmm. things, but I don't think it necessarily always has to be scary because we right. we mentioned in one of the definitions that it's a place place Linger. frequently mm-hmm. visited. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually have a ghost story I would love to share. Yeah. Yeah. I cool. love how Zoe's like, hey, it's not all about scariness. I have but, a ghost but also, story. but also, <laughs> just, just we, hang on there. Just we hang did on establish there. earlier that not all ghosts are. Scary exactly. Yeah. Monsters. Just because we're not afraid afraid of them doesn't mean they're bad. Exactly. Slimer. Yeah. Well, now, Mr. Owen, if you don't mind, Chris, uh, could you, while she's telling this, is it too much to put you on the spot if you just kind of press that a little? You could could go for it, but it might totally ruin the vibe. It's okay. Okay. Let's just try it. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Okay, all right. So, as I've mentioned in the previous episode, I have moved many times. And one of the houses we lived in was a little uh, yellow house on like a giant piece of property. And the property used to be an old cow farm. But over time, you know, it was no longer a cow farm and my family moved in. And it was just a small little farmhouse, major fixer-upper. So part of the anatomy uh, of the house is when you walk in, there's a set of stairs and you go up. Then the first door you see is like a storage attic-y type area. You turn to your left, it's my parents' bedroom. You go down the hall, there's two bedrooms on your left, and then my room was the very last one at the end of the hall. Mm. Now I was younger, like seven, eight, and uh, I had a big fear of storms in the dark. Mm. So I would often wake up in the middle of the night and go sleep in my parents' bedroom with them. So there was one night where I was, I don't know, I just, I wasn't scared, but I just really wanted to go into my parents' room. Mm -hmm. So I did. I left my room. I went down the hall into my parents' room and my mom was downstairs. I could hear her making coffee and I saw my dad in the bed, but next to him was another man in the bed. What? (laughs) I know how that sounds. (laughs) Bear with me, please. So this, he was laying on his back in this pair of overalls and like giant like mud boots. Like, I don't know if you've seen um, Dirty Jobs, you know, that with like yeah. the big giant like rubber boots when you go in the sewers. There was this man um, in the bed laying on his back, giant overalls and the boots. So I um, didn't feel scared. I wasn't scared at all. I just was like, oh, okay. What, what, what emotion might you give it? it I would say calm. Like it, it was calm. just, it was very peaceful. I saw the man. I was like, oh, okay, there's someone in the bed. I went back to my room and I laid down. And then I remember laying there for just like a hot second and be like, what was I doing? <laughs> so I was like, oh, I, I wanted to go lay with my parents. So I got back up, went in the room, and there was no man. So I the bed was really high, so you had to climb onto the nightstand to get onto the bed. Well, at least I did as a little seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I laid down next to my dad, and I was like, dad who was the man? My dad was like, what man? I was like, the man that was in the bed with you. And he was like, I, there was no one in the bed with me. And I was like, okay. So my, my dad was like, he got nervous. He didn't Mm. freak out, but he was like, someone try and rob our house. So he went downstairs and told my mom and my mom was like, Zoe, do you mind drawing a picture for us? Just to see if it was, you know, just mm-hmm. figment of my imagination because I had a wild imagination. And my parents said I drew this very detailed picture of a man with overalls and boots without eyes. Ooh. And that's so scary. I know. And like, it sounds scary, but also like the experience was very peaceful. Um, fast forward like a couple weeks and me and my brother Aiden were taking a nap in my parents' bedroom and what? he was asleep. 
I ended up waking up. And there at the foot of the bed was the exact what? same man. What? Yeah. Um, he's just standing over us. And I... Wait, wait, wait. wait. He's just standing over <laughs> us? He's just standing over us. Is he staring, like, looking at you? Well, he or didn't was have he... eyes, Dominic. <laughs> okay. Was he facing you? Or yes, like, yes. Okay. He was, so he was, like, at the end of the bed, and he was standing and facing us. I saw him. Again, it was very peaceful. I wasn't scared. I didn't feel threatened. I was just like, okay. And I went back to sleep. <laughs> Woke so. up, asked my parents about it. They're like, oh, my God. So at this point, my mom's like, our house is haunted. We need to move. Um, well, I yes, it sounds that way. <laughs> right. um, and it happened again. Uh, the same experience, except both of my parents were in the bedroom and the man was standing in the corner of the room. And it was the same Facing thing. them? Yeah, so he was in the corner. He was facing the bed. I walked into the room to go in there because I was scared of the dark. And uh, I saw and the man. And you felt peaceful yeah. with the ghost there. <laughs> and so we did a little bit of research on the house and, like, the history of it. And it turns out there was an old man who passed away on the farm. Um, it was his. It was his cow farm. And, I mean, essentially, my parents and I think that he was just a peaceful soul who was just checking on his house. Because when you hear ghost stories sometimes, it's like – you feel threatened, you're scared, you're nervous, it's the dark. But I, like, f like could physically, I remember feeling that, like, wave of relief. No, like, it's really hard to explain. But it happened three times. And coincidentally enough, my aunt and uncle and their four boys moved into that house uh, a year or so after we did. So every, like... Every year, so we'd ask them, hey, like, has the man visited you? And they're like, nope, we haven't seen the man. But they did say that there was, like, a couple weird interactions with, like, the doors opening and stuff. Mm. But, uh, yeah, that's my ghost story. So, I truly believe that the man was peaceful and he was not trying to scare us. He was just checking in on his house. He just was frequently visiting. Yeah. He, that's he exactly. He was haunting. That's he was exactly it. That yep. goes right back to the beginning of the uh, what you had said about this coming back. It doesn't have to be spooky, spooky, scary, Scary evil. <laughs> yeah. I haunt the taco place by me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's they, they might think it's scary, <laughs> but I don't. How often, though, if we're talking about the revisiting of things, how often do we allow ourselves to be haunted by our own past? Or how often do we allow thoughts to continually revisit our brain? Is that a sense of haunting? For sure. A sense of haunting. <laughs> yeah. And I it's funny that you said how often do we allow? Because I don't know that I necessarily allow it. <laughs> that, that, that's a great point. It happens though. Right. I actually was just telling oh, I was telling Chris this the other day that I used to be a music major. So I I graduated with English and writing, a degree in English and writing. Um, but Prior to that, <laughs> I had three years of music under my belt, mm. and I was posed to graduate in the music program, but I could not get over the fact that I had to do a senior recital. I was wow. terrified. <laughs> um, also, rewind your music playing during that like completely so had me on my toes. No, it, oh I my word! Conscious about it. I don't it know really if you fun. saw me, but I was like all hyped up. I was terrified. like, "Oh my god!" Don't worry, it was peaceful, guys. It was this peaceful. is oh, <laughs> that was fabulous. Yeah, but uh, so I had gone to school for music, and I just I could not fathom graduate, or I could not fathom doing my senior recital. I couldn't. Like nothing in my head was like, "Yeah, we can do this." 
<laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Every part of me was like, yeah, we're going to fail. Uh, so <laughs> oh, you should just back <laughs> off and run away. Gosh. But so I, you know, ended up graduating on time because I'd taken English classes, yada, yada, yada. But in the years prior to that, and mind you, I graduated from college in 2004. Mm-hmm. It is 2021. I was born in 2004. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, my God. Teachers always have this reaction oh every single year. So sorry about that. All right. <laughs> um, but I think about this all the time. Mm-hmm. I am constantly like, I wish I had just gone through it and finished it. I wish I had, um, you know, continued and just done the recital, like fail, yeah. whatever, if you know, whatever you think, like just continued and done it. And so I was saying like that haunt, like it haunts me sometimes mm-hmm. where I'm yeah. like, if I had just done that now, I'm thankful for where my English degree has brought me. That path is like ridiculous, but <laughs> still I think about, okay, I love music and like just watching Chris over here with his keyboard. It's just <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. Just yes, that that is how I, right. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but those types of things I definitely would categorize as haunting me. It's something that continually comes back that mm-hmm. frequents mm-hmm. my brain. If I could tell it to like stop and go away. That'd be wonderful. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> because we, Easier we, said than done. Yeah, right. we, we, we often think of haunting as being almost entirely external from yeah. ourselves. Mm-hmm. And really, at some points, the haunting can come within ourselves and haunt ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it doesn't always have to be bad. Right. Or evil. Right. Or scary. Perhaps that revisiting, we'll call it a revisiting, Jenna, right? Okay. The re- <laughs> Perhaps the revisiting of those ideas and uh-huh. thoughts are, are ideas to push you forward and keep you growing in, in, in terms of what you want to do so you don't do that same thing again. This is what I need going through the haunted this house. This is what you need. Yes. This is, I am your life coach. I think we just paired up a team here. Yeah. <laughs> There's a life coach oh, yeah. right here and the pupil. Yeah. Wait, I have a question for you. Would you ever be willing to go back and finish out your music degree? That feels like a lot of work. <laughs> Understandable. It is a lot of work. Yeah, right? Like, are they going to make me do oral composition and all that <laughs> stuff again? I'm just like, I don't know. No, I thought about it, mm-hmm. but I also want to do other things. So I'm yeah, like, yeah. is that my priority? I have thought about it, though, mm-hmm. and I think that I would enjoy it. Probably as a 60-something-year-old, you'll see me in school yeah. going yes. back for music. Perfect. And she won't be nearly as haunted by... Uh, the thought of the yeah watch they're gonna say okay your recital and be like well bye <laughs> out of here it's or been maybe, great guys maybe it'll be a peaceful haunting just a remembering oh, of, of her love for music oh. and how that'll that push always past with you. the fear I like yeah. that I think no matter the haunting we we can always remember that whether it is an evil haunting or a peaceful haunting <laughs> that that revisiting is rooted sometimes in re-education or training of us mm-hmm. to, because I think what what Jenna's story there ties right into Chloe's little bits about how we are here. I just did finger guns for those <laughs> you of you who can't yeah, see. You can't see. <laughs> no, you can't see in a podcast. I think we established we that did. last <laughs> time too, right? A haunting can be an educational tool for others or for self. 
that's kind of You're almost right. a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> so You're I mean, right, she said begrudgingly. <laughs> so I, right. I think we think of haunt as this kind of evil, scary thing all the time. And I think we've just established that it really doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. It's, it's kind of a teaching thing. Like, hey, don't go buy all the chainsaws when there's a running <laughs> car over there. Just like the ad. Right? Yeah. Like that one ad, yeah. And, and the thrill of it all is exciting. We get to, we can experience haunting through haunted houses and haunted movies and the haunted mansion. Muppets Haunted Mansion. Right, too. Muppets. Just yes. watched it yesterday. Yes. So good. We can well, experience all those okay. things with safety. We can experience all those things and get those thrills without ever having to go through it and and I think that's, it's a, this was a fascinating word to research and discuss with all yeah. of you. We've reached the end of our episode here. I'm very excited to fill you in with our next word. Our next word is going to be... Drum roll. <laughs> I don't have a drum sound. I'm really sorry. That was, that was great. I wish that I had a drum great. sound. That was a great drum roll. Thank you. It is serendipity. 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 <gasps> and we will uh, we'll I talk about serendipity so next month. We can't wait to see you. Have a great time. Until then, uh, don't get too haunted, all right? Oh, don't. Bye. One Word is a production of BFAC On Air. 